the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Rush Limbaugh was pretty smart, and that had a lot to do with why he's still the most successful radio performer in the history of the medium. His critics, who uh, never listened to him, just considered him a racist, a homophobic, misogynistic, you know, flamethrower who was, I guess, a pretty good entertainer, but really didn't know much. Well, think about what's been in the news the last few days and then listen to what Rush said just before the big guy took office back in December 2020. Until, I'm going to tell you, folks, I think we're seeing enough information on the Bidens now to safely say that Biden will serve at the pleasure of Barack Obama. If Obama gives the green light to Democrats to take Biden out, there will be ample evidence that Biden has lied about his knowledge. His family was selling his name and office with his permission. And if that's, in fact, the case, then there's likely unreported money that will be found. The fake news media will temporarily become hard news media if the decision is made that Biden has to step down. Until that time, they will be covering for Biden. They'll be making excuses for Biden. They'll be ignoring all the negatives. You wait and see. And then watch what happens to their ratings when that happens. Well, maybe their ratings are going up. Uh, Rush died a few months after that. And now two years in, Joe's out there with a lot of explaining to do. And a lot of his friends in the media are asking questions. So was that was Rush wrong about anything there? Well, when we come back, it's Martin Luther King's birthday. We'll have someone here to tell you how the Democrats who claim to love him so much have crapped all over his vision. And in our second half hour, a speech that should be given at every college in America. This was given in, over in the U.K., but speaking of colleges, the University of Pittsburgh, who brought you fetal tissue harvesting and, who knows, maybe a little infanticide, has a plan for getting men pregnant. Stick around. There's still time for business owners to claim their federal aid under the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. Cash refunds of up to $26,000 per employee are available for employers who continue to pay their employees during the COVID epidemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at Ferguson, Timar and Associates have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE, and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per employee of free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Hey, have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry? Well, that's why my pillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you? Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can get a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com right now, click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and they have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow Towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special, and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. That's 800-716-8087, or just go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG. 
People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to Pure Talk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, today, as I'm sure you know, is Martin Luther King's birthday, and it's being celebrated all over the country. Maybe you had the day off even, but are a lot of the people who may be celebrating the loudest doing the least to carry out his vision? The people at the National Center for Public Policy Research and the and Project 21 think so. Michael Austin is an economics consultant and a member of Project 21, and he joins us now. Michael, thanks for being here again. Always good to have you on. Oh, thanks, for John. It's good to be here. So I, I wasn't going to do this, but I just came across this in the last hour or so. I wasn't going to start with this, but I, I, I'm, I'm guessing you know who Mark Lamont Hill is? Yes. Okay. Well, here's his tweet, and I'm just going to I'm going to throw it out to you, and I, I think it's a good way to start. I wasn't planning on this. This is what he tweeted just a little while ago. Today, let us remember Martin Luther King uh, as he was, a black, radical, anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist, revolutionary Christian internationalist who was deemed an enemy of the state and assassinated for his radical work. Just about everything else is a lie. I guess there's a lot in there, but go ahead and run with it. Okay, this sounds like a uh, 1619 project revisited, don't you think so, John? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it sounds completely revisionist. Um if we take a step back here, I think we can look at the level of equality all Americans have achieved in 2023 and that was due in part to dr martin luther king jr and he wasn't considered a radicalist unless you consider pacifism a a radical position but you know i think there's certainly signs in america that he would be excited for you know he'd be doing cartwheels then we have people like this lamont hill who you know would be the first one to not only take down the whites only sign but would be ecstatic to put up a no whites allowed sign instead and that's what these hucksters are basically trying to do so what do you think martin luther king would say about the democrats uh, he's not he's not in charge he's not in government but just in general what do you think uh, martin luther king would say about the democrats who are in charge in washington right now well, he would probably say that, you know, his dream where people are judged by their character and, and not by their skin color is probably turned into a nightmare. Um, I, I think he would be appalled by the fact that the far left just places skin color and other superficial traits on this pedestal. No different than, you know, the Democrats of the 1940s, 50s and 60s that were against the civil rights movement um if you you know really want to honor dr king's vision you know he would uh, uh most certainly argue that you have to reject identity politics and you have to embrace individual freedom and character 
when uh, King called for changes, was he expecting more from private citizens? And I guess, yeah, I guess both black and white. Uh, was he expecting more from private citizens than he was expecting from the federal government? You know, I think he most certainly wanted to see a goal of equality, but that's the problem when you get government involved. It doesn't matter what the ends is. You know, the the principles that you establish in order to get to those ends are just as important. And what we've seen with the Civil Rights Act, even though, of course, it had the, the, the glory of kind of solidifying the 14th Amendment, um, it unfortunately created more equality by making everyone poorer and more dependent on it. Welfare has gone up. Uh, traditional values have fallen by the wayside. And that's all because, you know, Lyndon Johnson took the movement and made a massive, massive increase in government power. Uh, I think um, Lyndon Johnson is, is um, given credit, if that's the right word, for a quote about how the stuff he was doing was going to get the, uh, the Negroes vote for the next 200 years, only he didn't say Negroes. And he's, uh, I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's a, 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 an accurate quote or if it's just a, a myth or a legend, but he's quoted for having said that, and he may have been onto something there, right? Well, you know, it unfortunately speaks to the, the ultimate goal of a politician, right, which is to get elected and then to get reelected. And whatever is third, as Thomas Sowell likes to say, is, is, is distantly and far behind. And, and unfortunately, that's the goal of not only these politicians, but also these hucksters that want to use this movement. It's not about helping people. It's not about, you know, actually creating equality or, let's say, uh, decreasing poverty. It's all about funneling more power and more resources to their own position. It's a selfish desire, and they're co-opting a national movement to do so. How do you think uh, Martin, Luther, Martin Luther King would have felt about the, uh, the teaching of critical race theory and the 1619 project in schools? Well, I think he would have found it no different than, you know, the predominant view of, with, of black or, or blacks or African Americans than in his time. As an example, more than a hundred years ago, the predominant view as to why, you know, maybe African Americans were less fortunate than others was that they were genetically inferior. Today, the predominant view as to why African Americans are considered less fortunate than others is because they're the victims of other people. It's not a coincidence that the Democrats were at the forefront of both of these views. So whether it's 1823 or 2023, a core tenet of progressive politics is that non-whites are fragile, less capable, and need coddling and special rules to get ahead. It's exactly what Dr. King would have experienced in his time. Uh, he's been dead for 54 years now. Uh, that's a long time. Uh, he probably would have passed by now, uh, you know, had he not been assassinated. He, he would be in his mid-90s uh, if he were still alive. Um, and uh, how how um, long has this process taken? I mean, it's been 54 years since he died, but it started, he was trying to uh, make changes and calling for changes when he was assassinated. But how long has this been going on that the Democrats have been uh, doing this? And, and also in the process of doing it, getting the support of black voters election after election. Well, and, and that's, you know, unfortunately just, part of the sad part about human nature, right, where we have seen a, a, a vicious cycle of a relationship where we have white liberals looking for the absolution of crimes they didn't commit, and then black liberals looking to be affirmed for injustices they did not suffer. Um, this, is what you ha- this is what happens when you confuse victimhood with virtue, and you ignore the countless examples of African Americans pulling themselves out of poverty. Dr. King realized this. In fact, what he was always asking for when he asked for equality was that he was ultimately asking for respect. And it's unfortunately a, 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 sad, um, a sad sight to see that Democrats are giving African Americans everything except respect. And we're, we're talking to Michael Austin. He's with the Black Leadership Network, Project 21. He's an economics consultant. Um, so you're, you, know, you know economics. Um, uh, Mark Lamont Hill said that that uh, today in his tweet that that dark, uh, Martin Luther King was anti-capitalist. What what I don't know if where Lamont Hill gets that from, or if there's any quote that he's citing or anything like that. But why would Martin Luther King be anti-capitalist? And if he had been, if he were, that wouldn't that that doesn't mean that he might have changed his might not have changed his mind by now. If if he yeah, if he was thinking that fifty years ago. 
I don't know where that's coming from at all. You know, uh, he lived in the greatest country at the time, still the greatest country today, the United States of America. He was able to work. Um, and because he was able to work, he was able to finance, you know, his uh, movement all across the country. Um, I don't think he was an anti-capitalist at all. I think he most certainly understood capitalism. Never once sang praises of the Soviet Union or left to go to Cuba. I, it's revisionist history. It's, it's, it's to put Dr. King into the political lens of today just so that, you know, the, the, these hucksters can make themselves feel good as they promote Marxism. I didn't want to get off on a discussion of Mark Lamont Hill, but you think he's benefited a little bit from capitalism? Uh, yeah, we all are, right? And there's a reason why these folks aren't leaving the United States to go someplace else, because they, have, you know, they find, of course, the benefits of capitalism, but they think it's in vogue to, 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 you know, to discourage the program and to, uh, you know, shake other people away from it. But in reality, all that they're doing is putting on a front. They're just virtue signaling and using uh, this type of woke language just so that people give them more money and power. And how far from uh, King's vision is, is identity politics? I think it's 180 degrees away from it. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, but it's, it's, it seems to be growing. It's, not getting, it's getting worse, not better. Um, I think you're exactly right. You know, take a look from uh, the fact that we're seeing in California, there's more and more talk about reparations, this $30 trillion debt, which, of course, is fiscal suicide. And even though it makes no sense, you know, I find it exceedingly difficult to think everyday Americans will believe they owe other Americans for what happened more than 150 years ago, at least among the left. It continues and continues to gain steam. And I don't think the left is really considering any reality of the situation. They just want a virtue signal, virtue signal, and they don't care about the consequences as long as they get more of your taxpayer dollars. Now, when King was murdered uh, back in 1968, again, 54, almost 55 years ago, uh, about 25 percent of black babies were born to single mothers. Uh, now that number 72 percent. And how much has government played a part in that? Um, almost the entire thing. I mean, if you go back to even slavery, let's be honest here, for the most part, families stayed intact during slavery. And yet, between 1971 and 1974, welfare rolls increased 125%. Because government decided it was going to get involved with the into the family just in an effort to fight the poor, um, it encouraged fathers to stay away from their children and to stay away from home. And so those traditional values of marriage, romance, family, those things that used to be aspirational, they went to the wayside. After the expansion of that welfare state, what became aspirational was getting a check from the government. And uh, what can government do now, if anything, to fix it, to reverse it? I I don't expect the Democrats to do it, but what can, if somebody gets the Democrats out of there? Sure. Well, you know, let's put it this way. If your house was on fire, what would you replace the house with? (laughs) Oh, excuse me, what would you replace the fire with? You wouldn't replace the fire at all. You know, just putting out the fire does a world of good to your house and your property. And that's the same thing here. Government has, you know, started this problem by intervening. It's going to do a world of good to get government out of the issue. And even when you want to take a uh, take a look at something like racism, you know, what you need to do is let these racists experience the consequences of their own actions. Um, if there's a football coach that doesn't want to hire the best players because they might be black, don't force him to change his hiring policy. Let him play the season and realize the actual cost of not having the best people on the field. That's how you fight the world's problems, not by getting government involved. Um, and what what did Martin Luther King say about abortion? He died uh, five years before Roe v. Wade. Well, I would assume that Dr. King most certainly, you know, would abhor the -hmm. loss of any uh, life simply because of of, of a personal circumstance. That's, you know, he was a religious man, he was a Christian, um, and that's not, you know, what any Christian, uh, true following Christian, would believe, the loss of African-American life. And even then, when you think about it today, you know, uh, the African-American population is so much smaller than it should be simply because of abortion clinics and the progressives pushing uh, abortion and the ending of life all across the country. And more black babies are aborted than born in New York City. Are there, isn't that true? I believe that is true, and, and, and it's getting scarily close in other places in the country as well. It's an epidemic that needs to be stopped, um, 
But, you know, we see these progressives, you know, not lacking any type of humanity, um, all because, you know, they want to make sure that they feel good or they want to make sure um, that they only focus on their own selfish desires and they don't see the abhorrent actions that these types of policies are creating. We're talking to Michael Austin. He's uh, with the Black Leadership Network, Project 21. He's also an economics consultant. Um, So speaking of abortion... Has there ever been a more abortion-friendly president than Barack Obama, with the possible exception of Joe Biden? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, doing a pretty good job um, pushing that through. But then again, it, you know, at least there's some sort of check, right? And that's the Dobbs decision from the U.S. Supreme Court. At least we've seen the U.S. Supreme Court realize that this, uh, this is an issue that should not be handled at the federal uh, level. It should be given back to the states. And the beauty, of course, of that is, is that it brings this issue more home. And it gives, you know, our abolitionists and it gives those who believe in life a better opportunity to push this back state by state by state by state and hopefully get us back to a position where having an abortion um, is most certainly, you know, discouraged and so that you find ways to keep families together. How much do you think that uh, King's vision has been misinterpreted by liberals? I think a Um, lot of them are out there with good intentions, but do they get it? Well, I think it's just the part of human nature, right? Whenever you have a movement, um, the first people who start that movement, whether it was Jesus' disciples or even Dr. Martin Luther King, they get prosecuted, they get persecuted, they get ridiculed, they get jailed, and unfortunately, they may even get assassinated. Um, but then when that movement becomes a bit more mainstream, you start to see individuals take that movement not to help people, but to further enrich themselves. And that's exactly what we're seeing with mo- with progressives using Dr. Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement not to you know create equality among African Americans or among non-whites, but to really to enrich themselves. And I can think of no better agent than let's say the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, and then there's uh, school choice, which you would think a guy like Martin Luther King would be very much in favor of, and the Democrats just keep pushing back on it. Uh, that's exactly right, because the thing that, you know, uh, what African-Americans really want is they just want to be treated with like everybody else. They just want respect. And so that means school choice so that you can maximize the children's educational attainment. It means lower taxes so it's easier to run a business or a family budget. It means funding the police so the community stays safe. And yet all that those three things that I mentioned Um, You know, far leftists and progressives are vehemently opposed to that because that doesn't equate to more power to themselves. That means more power back to the people. Is there any one black person today who could pick up where King left off and finish what he started? Or is that just is it just unrealistic uh, to think that there's any one person, black or white, who can make that kind of a change in this this uh, atmosphere? Well, you know, I don't know if we even want that type of a person. I mean, Dr. King, as great as he was, um, it takes a lot of discipline, uh, a lot of discipline in order to hold yourself firm. And with our day and age and everything being scrutinized, you know, we shouldn't be putting our hopes and dreams into one person. We should be doing what we personally can control in order to make, you know, our lives a little bit better. And so, you know, whereas the left wants you to put all your power and trust and belief into one single person and that person most likely in government um, in order to hand down top-down approaches that's not the best way what was great about dr king is that he inspired a movement he inspired each and every one uh, through their own content of their character to take up the sword themselves and do what they can in their own life to improve their uh, improve their prosperity and outcome in life that's not what the progressives want and i don't think that's what we want to see one person take control Hey, Michael, I'm out of time. I appreciate you coming on and uh, to give us, giving us uh, your perspective and, and the Black Leadership Network's perspective on this, uh, a celebration of Martin Luther King and uh, mixing in some truth. I appreciate it. Well, thank you again, John. I hope to be on again soon. I hope so, too. Thank you. That's Michael Austin of the Black Leadership Network. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Speaker Kevin McCarthy weighs in on a possible defense budget cut in Congress. More from Bernie Bennett. 
During an appearance on Fox News' Sunday Morning Futures, host Maria Bartiromo asked McCarthy if he was willing to cut defense spending as part of a reported deal within the GOP caucus to freeze spending at 2022 levels. McCarthy disputed estimates that such a deal would result in a $75 billion cut to defense spending, while also signaling his support for targeting cuts. McCarthy also noted that, quote, every level of government should be looking at ways to spend less taxpayer money. The deal McCarthy struck would effectively cut $75 billion from the $857 billion defense budget in fiscal Fiscal year 2023. Bernie Bennett, Washington. Six people killed in a shooting early today at a home in Goshen in Central California. Investigators searching for two sp- suspects. They do believe there is a gang connection to these killings. This is SRN News. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. We're talking debt limit deadline with Senator Tom Cotton and Jim Banks, congressman from Indiana, may have an announcement. They may have made their mind up on the Senate race. We'll check in with our favorite congressman from the Hoosier State on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 at AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. The new year gives us the opportunity to make resolutions. You may have goals focusing on your physical, mental, or financial health, but have you considered your legal health? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. You may have been putting off updating your estate plan or creating one altogether. We provide free consultations in order for you to finally check the box off your resolution list. Whether you want to discuss the difference between a will or a trust or the functions of a power of attorney, we'd love to talk to you. To schedule a free consultation today, visit a-h.law. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Paz reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. He sent me to. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional late night rain. Expect a nighttime low of 33. Mostly cloudy tomorrow and mild with a little rain. Tomorrow's high 51. An evening shower in places tomorrow night. Otherwise cloudy skies, low 40. Low clouds on tap for Wednesday. will reach a high Wednesday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, every once in a while, I get out the radio talk show host handbook, and I look to see what I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do. One of the things you're not supposed to do is, you know, run sound bites that are too long, more than a minute and a half, two minutes, because people get bored with it. And, you know, that's usually a pretty good uh, rule to follow, but every once in a while, something comes along that I think deserves to be heard, by everybody, and I think it deserves to be heard 
in context and in full. And so I'll start this segment off. We're not going to have a guest in this segment, but I wish I had this guy on as my guest, but I don't. But the best thing I can do is let you hear the speech that he gave. And this thing's really going viral. It's had millions of views. Uh, people are loving this thing. This is a guy named Constantine Kaisin, K-I-S-I-N, and it's over in the U.K. He's a, I guess, a comedian, a podcaster, a satirist. Uh, this is Constantine Kaisin speaking to students at Oxford about wokeness. Listen. Now, I want to talk to those of you who are woke and who are open to rational argument. A small minority, I accept. <laughs> Because one of the tenets of wokeness is, of course, that your feelings matter more than the truth. But I believe in you. I believe there are those of you here who are woke, who are open to rational arguments. So let me make one. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular. And that issue is climate change. We're told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you. I will join you in worshipping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. (laughs) Let us all accept right here, right now, that we are living through a climate emergency and our stocks of polar bears are running extremely low. I join you in this view. I truly do. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions, which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who don't care about saving the planet. You know why? Because they're poor. Because they're poor. I come from Russia, which is not a poor country, it's a middle-income country. 20% of households in Russia do not have an indoor toilet. What they have is an outdoor toilet. And I don't mean one of those nice port-a-loos that we get here. I don't even mean a Glastonbury (laughs) port-a-loo. I mean a wooden shack with a hole in the ground that holds the collected fermented memory of the last 10,000 visits. How many of you are going to go home tonight and say, let's rip out our bathroom and erect a Siberian house in the back garden? (laughs) And if you're not, why should they? 120 million people in China do not have enough food. I don't mean that they don't get dessert. I mean they suffer from malnutrition. That means that their immune system is breaking down because they don't have enough food. You're not going to get them to stay poor. Imagine you're Xi Jinping, the leader of China. When you were 10 years old, there was a revolution, a cultural revolution in your country. And people came and they put your father in prison. Your mother had to denounce him. Your sister killed herself. And you, no longer enjoying the protection of your formerly powerful father, were sent to a village where you lived in a cave house. And here you are, decades later, you have clawed your way of the bloody and greasy pole of Chinese politics to be the undisputed supreme leader of the very Communist Party that destroyed your family. And you know that the main thing you have to do to survive and to stay in power is to deliver the one thing that the people of China want, prosperity, economic growth. Where do you think climate change ranks on Xi Jinping's list of priorities? A third of all children who live in extreme poverty in the world live in India. That means they are starving and dying of preventable disease. Now, about 15 months ago, my wife got pregnant. Not me, because we're old school. (laughs) And for nine months, we talked about what our boy would look like. What he might do when he grows up. We looked at baby scans and videos on YouTube about what the fetus looks like at nine months and 12 months and 20 months. And eventually he was born. And he is this cute little bundle of joy. He's cuter than about 80% of puppies. Right. (laughs) Now, if you said to me, 
that I had a choice. Either my son had a serious risk of starving or dying from a preventable disease in the next year, or I could press a button and he would live. He would go to school. He would bring his first girlfriend home. He'd go to university and graduate and become a woke idiot. <laughs> and then he'd get a job and get married and have children and become a man. But all I have to do is press this button. And for every day of my son's life, a giant plume of CO2 is going to re get released into the atmosphere. Now, you're all very young and most of you are not parents. Let me tell you something. There is not a parent in the world who would not smash that button so hard their hand bled. You are not going to get these people to stay poor. You're not even going to get them to not want to be richer. And so, I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing we can do in this country to stop climate change. And that is to make scientific and technological breakthroughs that will create the clean energy that is not only clean, but also cheap. And the, no, thank you. And the only, I, I want everyone to get home on time today, which is not going to happen. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. And we on this side of the house are not on this side of the house because we do not wish to improve the world. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Thank you very much. What do you think of that? I thought it was great. That's why I wanted to play it all, what, six minutes and something? Uh, that's uh, go going against the rules a little bit, but uh, I thought everybody should hear that, and I think that actually should be something that should be played for every college student in America, maybe every high school student in America. Who knows what they're being – well, I think we kind of know what they're being taught about climate change and uh, not giving – not they're not being given the other side of the story, but – this is a uh, this, this sums it up pretty well. So I thought it was great. Hope you liked that. That's Constantine Kaizen, K I S I N. He was speaking to students at Oxford, and I think it was some kind of a debate because he was taking one side and somebody else took the other. And uh, he was, I guess, when he I think he, when he made that reference to this our side of the house, he was talking about being a conservative. I'm not sure about that, but. It really doesn't matter. I just liked I just liked what he had to say. So on to another issue here. Uh, maybe you remember we talked about it here, and the story didn't get much, if any, local coverage. But uh, fetal tissue, and you know the uh, harvesting of fetal fetal tissue at Pitt UPMC, and the possibility of maybe some infanticide going on because they were going through a process without getting into all the details. Uh, the, the process included keeping blood flowing to the harvested tissue for as long as possible so that that, that, that makes it, I guess, good quality tissue for whatever they're going to use it for. But in order to do that, the heart has to still be beating in order to get the blood pumping to the tissue. That was the story. I'm not a doctor. Um, I thought it deserved a lot more coverage than it got here. As I said, I'm not sure if it got any. But now there's someone uh, and something going on at Pitt that's right up the same alley. Someone named Allison Simpson. She's a community navigator, gender and sexual development program, Center for Adolescent and Youth Adult Health at UPMC Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Is that good enough for you? Uh, she, um, well, I, I'll tell you what, I think it just works by itself. Just listen to what she had to say. This is about, just, uh, I should, I should tell you, so you, it, it makes some sense here. Um, not that it makes any sense, but it's about transplanting, transplanting a uterus into a, 
man who thinks he's now a woman and wants to get pregnant. I swear this is what's going on at the University of Pittsburgh. One area that had not been looked at before in any serious way was, could the donors be live donors? Because in the original study, it was the conclusion was that they would have to be cadaver-based donors or, or um, from individuals who were no longer alive, right? So live donation has been something the community has talked about for decades. It was really seen as magical thinking. Um, for a tra- th- This would be a live donation from a, a person who was assigned female at birth but identified as a transgender man. And they said, well, you know, I have these parts. I don't want them. You want them. You need them. So what if I gave them to you? How would that work? And apparently, based on their research, this is actually viable. Anecdotally, many, but not all, transgender women, especially those who transitioned younger in life, have expressed an interest in having children in a way that is congruent for their own bodies. But it was still surprising to see the data. Um, It was a fairly large study, as transgender studies go, 182 transgender women, 60% of which were aged in the ideal 20 to 29 age range, and most had no children. 94% uh, indicated they had a desire for children. Most of them reacted very favorably, something like 90 to 80% in favor of various aspects of having a uh, vaginal transplant, having a uterine transplant. And and, in UTX, this would all be part of the same transplant. Um, The tissue would be preserved from the uh, parts of the vagina all the way to the uterus. Um, Having menstruation, experiencing gestation and carrying a life inside them, and overall, these results suggested that most transgender women would choose to have female physiological experiences, such as menstruation, gestation, as well as potentially having a physiologically functioning transplanted vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm just playing it for you. You know, I don't know what to say. I, I this the whole first of all. What first of all, you're talking about men who have decided to become women, which you can't do, but they they think they can. They've been encouraged by people like Allison Simpson, who, by the way, is a um, woman who used to be a man, uh, supposedly. So that's being promoted. But how many? What percentage of people on the planet? Or let's just stick it with stick with the United States. What percentage of people in the U.S., and of course I'm including the transgender people and the, the people who were women, or uh, who were men and now think they're women, what percentage of the population is that, number one? And how many of them would actually, serious, I know she said this, the survey showed that a lot of them were interested in it, but what, what percentage of rational human beings who've decided that they once were, they're no longer a, a man and they're now a woman, what percentage of them would actually like to have a uterus transplanted into them so that they can get pregnant? And here's the other thing. Uh, Allison said that they're interested in experiencing what it's like to menstruate, okay? Now, I was, I've been married to a woman who used to menstruate. She doesn't anymore. But I, I remember when she did, I think if I would have said to her, listen, uh, somebody at UPMC uh, uh, just announced today that there's a pill you can take, and it won't change anything. You can still have kids if you want, but you'll never have to go through menstruation again. She'd have taken that in about 12 seconds, and so would like 99% of the women on the planet. Now they're, they're trying to tell you that there are men who have never experienced having a period who now wish they could experience it. And what, what do you think the average woman thinks, the average normal sane woman who knows that this is total insanity, what do you think she's thinking when she hears about some man who says, you know, I think I'd like to try that period thing. A, a woman who's, I don't know, how many years do you go through that? 30 years, 40 years, I don't know. Yeah, about 30 years, I guess, 35. 
that, that the women that have had to suffer through the through, from all their life, you know, once a month and go through that, that some guy who decided to become a woman thinks that that you know, I think I'd like to try. Any chance I can get you to give me a pill or something that can make me feel like that? I feel like I'm missing out on something. Most woman women would want to punch him right in the face. I'll be right back. Hey, have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry? Well, that's why my pillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you? Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can get a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com right now, click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and they have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow Towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special, and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. That's 800-716-8087 or just go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's harrys.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy! The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to Pure Talk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Joe Biden's not very smart. I mean, I hate to say that. I'm sitting here as a lowly, stinking radio host who used to be a sports guy uh, about a guy who elevated himself to president of the United States, but he's just not very smart. And 
He's out there again today. I don't know why he decided to talk about this today, but he's giving a speech. Uh, uh, it's, it's Martin Luther King Day, so he was somewhere talking about that. And he was talking about gun violence, and he's saying that <clears throat> you don't need a gun with a 30-bullet uh, magazine, and it's just stupid, and there's no, need, there's no need for an AR-15. And he said, I love my friends who say that the tree of liberty has to be uh, – needs the blood of the of tyrants to grow or whatever the quote is from Jefferson I don't have it in front of me um and but he said but if you need you, if you need to work about taking on the federal government you need some F15s you don't need an AR15 the stupidity of that is just beyond belief first of all it's just dumb but i mean you make the assumption that if there's a tyrannical government and there's a movement that's going to require people to get guns and you know take take up arms to protect themselves or to overturn the tyrannical government, you're making the assumption that the people who fly the uh, F-15s would be on the tyrannical government side. What if they weren't on Joe Biden's side if he was deciding to become a tyrant? Not that he could ever pull that off because he's too stupid, but... Uh, if he if if he did decide to do that, he makes the assumption that all the F-15s would be on the side of the, the tyrannical government, kind of like all the really big guns and cannons and ships were on the side of the uh, of the British when back in seventeen what year was that I forget uh, the thing what was he called you know you know the thing back in seventeen uh, seventy in the seventeen seventies so uh, that's that's where Joe was today he was out there. Trying that stuff again, and you know, so another guy came up with a tweet. I saw it. I can't see it right now, but he said, he said, um, he said, this is the guy who was yanked us out of a country that was taken over by a bunch of goat herders. We had the F-15s. The goat herders had AR-15s. They stayed. We left. That's kind of how it worked. So Joe's out there, though. What a moron he is. And he's also pretty corrupt. Well, I guess we'll talk more about that this week. But he's uh, really looking bad here the last few days. And today he just looked dumb, which he does most of the time. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.